It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. New vaccine miracle, nearly 95% effective. And the long lines of Americans getting tested before heading home for Thanksgiving. Then, violence on the streets. A little girl left in tears. Fireworks thrown at diners. The way that people are protesting in the streets is very, very scary. And Thanksgiving. In an igloo, this family is having their holiday dinner outdoors. How they're going to stay warm. Are you dry? Yes. Are you warm? Yes. All right. Plus, the FedEx guy who saved the day. Knock on the door. He saw smoke and jumped into action. Exclusive as the hero driver meets the homeowners. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. And... This mom was told the sperm donor she selected was a genius who looked like Tom Cruise. Now, 18 years later, the truth comes out. My heart just dropped. Plus, royal fake? (laughs) The real Diana versus the crown. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. More good news on the COVID vaccine front with Moderna announcing a 94.5% effective rate for its experimental vaccine. And the news couldn't come at a better time. At least 45 states are reporting an increase in COVID cases. But what's it like to be part of a vaccine study that's giving so much hope to the world? This woman volunteered in hopes that she'd be able to help others. Amber Cagliano with details. She's one of the hero volunteers who stepped up to test the promising Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. It is just so good to see some light, however distant, at the end of the tunnel. Lindy Washburn of Hackensack, New Jersey, says she did suffer some mild side effects. My arm was very sore and I spiked a slight fever, 100.3 degrees. And I felt very tired. I slept a lot that day. I felt that the side effects were very minor and very fleeting. And if that's the price to pay for protection against a disease that could kill you, I think it's well worth it. With the pandemic raging out of control across America, the new vaccine from Moderna, as well as last week's announcement from Pfizer, is bringing a glimmer of hope to everyone. Lindy, a newspaper reporter, was one of 30,000 volunteers who got the shot. 95 of them caught COVID. Of those, 90 got the placebo and just five got the vaccine. The company says the vaccine is 95% effective. It requires two shots, 28 days apart. This vaccine from Moderna 
can be stored at 25 degrees Fahrenheit, which is basically a freezer, which means it's easier to roll it out to big box stores, pharmacies, grocery stores. You got to get the vaccine where people live in order for them to get the vaccine. Hospitals across the USA are in crisis mode dealing with the pandemic. And this nurse is coming forward to claim horrific conditions at the University Medical Center in El Paso, Texas. She says dying patients are sent to a room called the pit. I was put in what's called a pit. And in this pit was eight patients, all COVID positive. My first day of orientation, I was told that whatever patients go into the pit, they only come out in a body bag. A hospital spokesman said, while we cannot fully verify the events expressed, we empathize and sympathize with the difficult physical and emotional toll that this pandemic takes on healthcare workers. There are long lines across America today as people rush to get tested for COVID-19. They want to make sure they're not infected before heading home for Thanksgiving. But there are questions being raised today about the reliability of those rapid tests. Billionaire Elon Musk missed the launch of his own SpaceX mission Sunday, but still doesn't know for certain if he has COVID. He tweeted, something extremely bogus is going on, was tested four times, two tests came back negative, two came back positive, same machine, same test, same nurse. <coughs> Unfortunately, vaccines will come too late for this little guy from San Antonio, who has been left an orphan after his mom and dad both died from COVID. Little Raiden Gonzalez is now being raised by his grandmother. He understands that his dad is an angel, but he cannot seem to understand that his mom is an angel. She wants to make his fifth birthday special with a drive-by parade outside their home. A lot of people are coming out and, you know, want to make it special for him. And we really appreciate everything that everybody's willing to do for him. Raiden's fifth birthday is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and he's told his grandmother that he wants a dinosaur-themed party, and he's going to get one. President Trump's refusal to concede defeat in the election continues to reverberate. The incoming Biden administration is unable to take many of the critical steps for the transition. And judging from the chaos in the nation's capital over the weekend, it is clear there is a lot of healing that needs to take place. President Trump is digging in his heels. I won the election, he tweeted, in all caps, at midnight and again this morning. I won the election. The president uh, seems to still be kind of holding a temper tantrum, frankly. The Twitterverse is responding bigly. The phrase, no, you didn't, is trending. The president had seemed to be on the verge of conceding Saturday, tweeting. He won because the election was rigged. But as thousands of Trump supporters converged on the nation's capital, he apparently had a change of heart. I concede nothing, he tweeted. He was elated as his motorcade drove past the MAGA march. Crowd here is chanting fake news, fake news. The marchers heckled an MSNBC reporter on live TV as she walked among them. Not fans of ours, as you can tell, uh, which that's fine. If, as long as they give us a little bit of space, they're following us and chasing us as we walk further back. As the day wore on, tensions rose. <laughs> This woman struck in the back of the head, apparently just for carrying a Trump flag. Another woman pushing a stroller was chased down the street, her young daughter in tears. As night fell, the Capitol was plunged into chaos. We're seeing new video today of truly shocking random assaults. This guy was knocked out cold after being sucker punched. Another young couple terrified as they are shoved and doused with water. 
Fireworks, fireworks were thrown at Trump supporters as they ate at an outdoor restaurant. And this woman, who appears to be a Black Lives Matter supporter, was struck by a helmet and goes crashing to the ground. D.C. police, out in force, attempted to keep the crowds apart. They made 21 arrests. The way that the people are protesting in the streets and the deep divide, what is happening in the country and how it's being fueled is very, very scary. First daughter Ivanka Trump is lashing out. The media's near total silence about the physical violence being perpetrated against conservatives is shameful and dangerous. The president's supporters are vowing to fight on. Don't you dare ask us to just accept it and move on. And don't you dare tell me I'm being un-American. And don't you dare ask us to go quietly into the night. Once upon a time, there was a thing called Thanksgiving. The very first Thanksgiving was held back in 1621 in this country. People came together. That time, it was the pilgrims and Native Americans, and they probably ate outdoors then. Well, you might be eating outdoors this year thanks to COVID. The CDC is recommending outdoor dining. It is safer. But how do you stay warm? Let's Trump with some ideas. Many Americans are bracing themselves for a bracing Thanksgiving outdoors. But there are things you can do to make the day as comfortable as possible. You might consider a fire table. They're big sellers this year, says Ron Bossert of Rattan Patio and Fireplace Shop in Burlington, New Jersey. Are you warm? Yes. All right. (laughs) And this is an infrared patio heater. You can feel the heat all the way down to your feet. This is called the pop-up winter gazebo. It comes in three sizes, and the manufacturer, Alventor, in Los Angeles, says they're selling like crazy. It feels like we're not going to get anybody's germs. Event planner Dina Cohen and her three kids tried one out at their home in L.A. I love it. I feel really safe. I feel like we could have a great Thanksgiving dinner. Back on the chilly East Coast in Jersey City, New Jersey, Marianne Sullivan is planning an outdoor Thanksgiving for her family using a propane heater like the kind you see at outdoor restaurants. Are you concerned about inclement weather? We are concerned, but we've made some plans. So we have four heaters at the ready, should it be too cold outside. We also have fleece covers for our chair, blankets. So we're ready for whatever Mother Nature might bring our way. Tips for staying toasty during what's shaping up to be a very chilly Thanksgiving. It took a month and a half, but there has been an arrest in the assault of actor Rick Moranis. Moranis was punched in the head while walking in New York. It turns out the suspect has allegedly struck before. This married couple told Stephen Fabian that he attacked them, too. The video was upsetting. Out of nowhere, a total stranger sucker punches Ghostbusters actor Rick Moranis as he walked on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Now there's been an arrest in last month's attack, and nobody is happier about that than this woman. Ashley Davis says she and her husband were attacked for no reason by the same suspect as they rode on the subway back in April. I look down, the next thing I know, we're being pummeled. I mean, there's just fists hitting us. It was so shocking. I thought my husband was dying. 35-year-old Marquise Ventura has a long rap sheet, more than a dozen arrests. I told him that this man, something's wrong. He's going to do this again. He's going to do this again. Seven months later, he allegedly did do it again. I'm always looking over my shoulder because I don't feel safe in my city anymore. And I was born and raised here. I've never felt like that. 
random acts of violence continue to plague the nation's largest city, which has seen a big jump in crime. By one estimate, about 300,000 people have moved out since the pandemic began. This was the headline in the New York Post over the weekend. They're out of here. But people are fighting back. This good Samaritan turned into Batman after a suspect allegedly tried to snatch a baby out of a stroller. Brian Kemsley was walking with his wife in a park in Manhattan when he heard screaming. He leaped into action, subduing the suspect in a scissor lock until cops got there. No surprise, Kemsley is a mixed martial arts champ. Brian Kemsley! Definitely not a guy you want to mess with. And once you have them in whatever position you want, you are able to choose whether you want to inflict pain or not. In this incident, I don't feel that, you know, I needed to break his arm or break his limbs by any means. And as if New York City didn't have enough to deal with, how about this crazy scene last night? A squall. It was a scary squall, too, and New York wasn't the only place hit by crazy weather. Check out the scene in Cleveland. A flash thunderstorm delayed the Browns-Texans game. Fans, wow, fans of the stadium were told to get out of their seats and seek shelter. Goodness gracious, it took about 40 minutes. Heavy rain and hail passed, and then the storm passed as well. This lady went to a sperm bank to start a family. She thought she had selected the perfect donor. She was told he was a near-genius IQ and looked like Tom Cruise. Then she found out who the donor really was, and she says her heart dropped. Wendy Norman has always been upfront about the fact that her 18-year-old son, Alex, was the product of a sperm donor. She recalls how she looked over the profiles of the available donors and carefully selected a man identified only as number 9623. The... The profile was really interesting. Um, there was such a wide range of interests. His profile said he was 6'4", athletic, resembled Tom Cruise, had an IQ of 160, and was pursuing a doctorate in neuroscience engineering. He sounded like the perfect man. The Zytex sperm bank in Atlanta even shared this taped conversation with the donor. <laughs> Way above average IQ, I could just tell. I appreciate it. And I said, oh my gosh, you know, you're just going to be the perfect sperm donor. I know that I'm helping people, you know, I'm helping them conceive a child. One of the greatest gifts in the world. He's so honored just to even be considered for, for donor status. It had been like a source of pride for me because you go back and you look at this profile that says that your dad has this stupid high IQ, he's done so much. He has achieved so much. But if you think the donor's profile sounds too good to be true, you're right. It was all a lie. Donor 9623 wasn't a healthy, highly educated man. He's a college dropout named Chris Agelis, who's been hospitalized for schizophrenia and spent time behind bars for burglary. My heart just dropped. First you're hit with a shock and then you don't want to believe it. Alex now worries that like the father he has never met, he may become schizophrenic, which tends to be hereditary. Alex has struggled with mental illness since he was in first grade. He would snap and he would yell and he would, he sometimes threw things. I had holes in walls and and broken doors and things like that, broken mirror, broken window in the house. It was to say a roller coaster is, is an understatement. It turns out Alex isn't alone. The donor has fathered at least 36 children. He apologized on a podcast. I hope that, you know, the families involved and particularly the children involved can 
find it in their hearts to forgive me because I know that they must feel like I betrayed their trust and I, I feel terrible about it. I really do. I'm sorry. Wow. Ms. Norman and her son are suing the sperm bank. They claim consumer fraud. Zytex told us in a statement they are confident the evidence in the case will refute the family's allegations. It was a regular day of deliveries. Then this FedEx driver stopped at one home that was on fire. That's when Jim Murray says he went into hero mode. Here he comes to save the day. Watch as the FedEx driver leaps out of his truck and runs towards a fence that's ablaze. Then he grabs the water hose to douse the flames. Jason Sloan is the hero driver. Jason was actually filling in for another driver who was off that day. He was delivering a package to a neighbor when he saw smoke and jumped into action. He yells for neighbors to check to see if anyone's home. On the door. No one answers. I just went ahead and turned it on. I grabbed the water hose and I started shooting down, but then they had two trash cans here, empty trash cans. So I went in and pulled them up against there, stood on the top, scored it down. Homeowners Albert and Selena Rios were at work when neighbors started calling. Every single um, neighbor was like, the FedEx guy is a hero. Like, he really <laughs> acted out of nowhere. The driver's identity was a mystery to the family until now. Inside Edition brought them together. Hello. <laughs> Nice meeting nice you. Nice meeting you, Selena, Albert. Yeah. yeah, we really want to thank you for what you did for us and, you know, potentially saved our home. Well, yeah. you're welcome. I feel great. I feel good at the same time. Um, I'm just happy their house didn't get burned down. It's all in a day's work. And hearing that story makes us feel good. We'll be back after this. Next, does President Trump's defeat mean the end of QAnon? How this former follower says QAnon ruined her life. Clearly, it's a joke. Plus, royal fake? <laughs> the real Diana versus the crown. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Does President Trump's election defeat also mean an end to the conspiracy theory group QAnon? President Trump's defeat has apparently left the QAnon movement adrift. QAnon is struggling, says the Washington Post. Shocked by Trump's loss, QAnon struggles to keep the faith, says the New York Times. Many followers of QAnon have had their faith shaken, says PR executive Melissa Ryan Lively, who last July went on a wild rampage over a mask display at a Target store in Scottsdale, Arizona. We don't want any of this anymore. This is over. Lively now blames QAnon for fueling her rage. QAnon was saying that masks don't work. QAnon was saying that masks make you sicker. Over time, you know, the frequency that you're seeing it, you know, the repetition makes you really start to believe that it's true. I had nothing to do except just sit on my, my couch and doom scroll. And the businesswoman says she no longer believes in the wild conspiracy theories promoted by QAnon. Clearly, it's a joke. I think it's a good time to look at it and say, wow, we've all been hoodwinked. When we come back, why Princess Diana fans are seeing double. The latest season of The Crown just premiered, but which is the real Princess Diana? It's a Princess Diana flashback. This new season of the hit Netflix series The Crown perfectly recreates all of Diana's stylish looks of the 1980s when the world got to know her. Look at her engagement photo. It's a flawless duplication. 
Who could forget her fairy tale wedding to Prince Charles? It was one of the most watched ever. 750 million people tuned in worldwide. The series had to get permission from the original designers to recreate her dress right down to that 25-foot train. Actress Emma Corrin stuns in this beaded bolero jacket, too. Check them out side by side. The crown proves Princess Diana remains a timeless style icon of our time. Still ahead, spreading holiday cheer. It's Mr. Christmas. This guy is delivering lots of holiday spirits. The FedEx worker lip syncs to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, complete with choreography. And we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladaris. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.